0: You're listening to Creating a Universe, a Love Anarchy podcast hosted by William J. Rogers. On this show, we follow the journey of creatives, artists, and entrepreneurs who are making a name for themselves in the ever-evolving landscape of today's industry, featuring an insight into both Love Anarchy and the Labaniverse music universe, as well as the individual projects and stories of each of our guests from the music industry and beyond. So whether you're a budding creative or simply interested in what goes on behind the scenes, this is... Is the podcast for you? Hello and welcome to Creating a Universe. I'm your host, William J. Rogers. And today I'm here with my good friend and Lavanaverse co creator, Toby Cousins.
1: Yo. How's
0: it going, yeah. man?
2: Yeah, good, man. Very really good.
0: So, Toby, uh, Toby's a good friend of mine. We've known each other more or less our whole lives since we were kids, like, I don't know, eight years old or something.
1: For it, yeah. And, right. uh,
0: so, yeah, we were in bands together growing up and, uh, and of course, uh, formed Flavor Nurse together, which is what we're going to focus on today. Flavor Nurse kind of really was like, uh, I like to call it the seed that started it all. And uh, uh, along that trajectory, we ended up creating the Love Anarchy Company and expanding the whole thing into the Love music universe. So um, we just wanted to kind of follow that that journey and talk about how we kind of got from being some teenagers that were just kind of having a bit of fun to, uh, to where we are now. Hmm. So Toby, where, where, where would you say this whole thing began? Well, <laughs> I mean, to
2: obviously aside from the fact that we've known each other and been in and out of like coming up with ideas for musical projects since we were literally like 10 or something. I mean, we met younger than that. And then it didn't take too long to like realize that we both like rock music and both play guitar. Mm -hmm. So then there were times like, I I think I remember like turning up, have whacking out my like classical guitar. And then you like whipping out a BC rich warlock and me being like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah. And then, you know, obviously countless different, you know, musical, musical, ventures and stuff that we came up with like writing songs like together and stuff but th- i think you know flavorness really kind of started out in your dad's flat jamming plush by stone temple pilots i think that's probably like like my first real nurse memories was kind mm-hmm. of just like that felt like that felt like the start for me was um plush and was it Them Bones that we did? The, we, the did Alice we play Them Bones?
0: There were some yeah. Alice and Chains in there. I remember that we definitely jammed
2: Wood yeah. a bit by Alice and
0: Chains. I feel like we probably jammed Them Bones and some other tracks. I think, yeah, we did. Because I, I remember, you know, that one's just
2: a bit of a struggle. with the uh,
0: Yeah, the time. that time <laughs> we were definitely uh, pretty into yeah. grunge and, and 90s alt rock and, and yeah. that kind of stuff. I, I I would agree with you, like, um that that just when we started hanging out at that point and jamming that kind of yeah. music, that was when, yeah, play started uh, coming about. If I'm, if I'm right in thinking, uh, I think that that was about 2014 um, in my dad's flat, at least like you mentioned. So uh, the, the, the flat and hackney.
2: Yeah. That, that uh, would have been the tail end of 2014. I th- yeah. I think,
0: I think uh, was that when we were like 18. Is, is that right? Uh... Something, something like that. We were, we were young think I think that was like we just started kind of yeah working I was eighteen, jobs. I was eighteen
1: fourteen, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: so we started working jobs, we were done with education at that point, mm. um and yeah, and so, and then we just like started kind of thinking like, all right, but you know,
2: yeah, uh, and we'll yeah, and we started writing money. music, and um, you know i was still I was still you know kind of turning up to yours, and I think I was still had that really crappy like red blast bass oh
0: fantastic so yeah we got us to talk about that bass so that was a uh so we had a bass uh it was called the bitch right yeah yeah and um i i bought that off a friend in school uh when i was like 15 or 16 it was for the band that we were in as teenagers we were in a band when we were like 15 or 16 called uh mindset for mayhem yeah and uh and yeah, as you mentioned, like we both always played guitar. Um, but I was in that band and we needed a bass player. So I was like, Oh, Toby, if I can find a bass somewhere, mm-hmm. would you be up for playing bass in that band? So <clears throat> I, I yeah, I remember buying that off a friend, um quick divulgence here. <laughs> and uh yeah, he just really needed to get rid of it and uh I got it off of him for like twenty <laughs> twenty-five quid or something. I think I wow. traded twenty-five quid and and I had a bunch of chocolate bars. Yeah, but I,
2: a couple of crunchy bars I seem to remember. Yeah. <laughs> like, they were thrown but, in there,
0: yeah.
2: But um, yeah. So it, we, it
0: was a it was a real piece of crap though. Yeah, it was proper
2: like <laughs> my my first base, and you know it, it, I, I obviously took it. I, I wasn't going to go and buy my own. Like I was sixteen yeah, with no money. Yeah. So you know we we just um yeah one evening we just thought yeah we'll customize this bad bad boy um by sort of like setting fire to it and you know like put, putting cigarettes out in it and stuff like you know we thought or like, like carving really cool it. oh and,
0: and, and it was i can't remember what the brand
2: was it was oh yeah it was blocks yeah. brand. and we we oh, sorry, scraped Blast. that scraped that off and, <laughs> and scra- etched <laughs> yeah. in etched in bitch on it and yeah, it became yeah, the it bitch and yes okay. serve, serve so that's served the beginning of well. your base
0: journey <laughs> yeah
2: exactly yeah and then you know i was kind of um re- reunited with it for for a short period of time and then we you know you were recording on that four track recorder and you um you showed me like really early versions of kicking around and a couple of songs that never kind of made it into the mm-hmm. public eye which was um fly fly oh, and that's right yeah um something fan- like fantasize that yeah, um, yeah. And, and, and and love is the reason was also one of that those was songs. the fourth one yeah,
0: yeah so i would i would actually say that i kind of remember this um i remember that there was four original songs that we scrapped together basically yeah and and yeah as you said we were kind of hanging out and we started jamming some music um stuff that we liked. uh but like yeah i was kind of putting those songs together and i remember the fourth one that i started to get together was uh love is the reason Mm -hmm. and that was like you know i was like okay i need a more sort of ballady track and i remember that when i wrote that song it it felt kind of more significant and then when i showed you that one you came around um and and we jammed out on that song then at that point it really started to feel like we had something like yeah, we have the def- kind of yeah. basis for a project there now
2: yeah and and like that song as well I, th- I think that that was kind of like um love is the reason was where I first kind of like tried to get myself involved in more of the writing process as well mm-hmm. like and I think I you know I had a go at like putting some lyrical ideas down for it and like mm-hmm. that was definitely when I kind of started getting the confidence to be like oh yeah you know just like get involved in that like mm-hmm. um and yeah that was that felt like we really had something there and yeah, it just really took off from there. Um, and then, well, you know,
0: yeah. So I would say, so the, that was, that was like the very kind of, uh, formation, I suppose, I guess the next step from there was, um, I had, I got another crappy flat in Hackney, uh, that <laughs> yeah. I lived in.
1: Yeah.
0: And, um, that one was, uh, especially cra- crappy. And, uh, and and so yeah at that point for a good while you were coming round
1: yep uh more but pretty every much weekend. every every weekend yeah,
0: yeah. every and weekend we would just we would just jam in there we would be in there all night i mean i literally had just it was a flat share yeah. so i just had like a tiny single bedroom or whatever that we'd mostly have to hang out and jam in or
2: whatever it would always take and, i i seem to remember it would be like the purpose the sole purpose of us meeting up then would be like to jam but, you know, we wouldn't actually really get our instruments out until about three in the morning. Oh, and, okay. and, and, and like, you know, before then, yeah, it yeah. would be, like, meet at the pub, do whatever there, like, chat some shit to some people, drink some beers,
1: yeah, go yeah. to the
2: shop, buy a load more beers, go back. And, like, there would be, you know, various people would walk in and out of your flat that you lived with. It was and lot. it would be like, yo, come and have a beer with us, man. like, <laughs> And, um yeah we would eventually I mean all credit due. like you know we did we did actually do stuff it was just you know a lot of time spent doing the partying bit and then yeah, you know 3am yeah. and then you usually would get to like you know early hours of the morning I'd try and get like a couple of hours sleep and then just like get on the train and go home as like I don't yeah, know yeah, like yeah. 11 o'clock the next day but that that was definitely the, our routine for quite a long time and it you
0: know worked, yeah uh, it was pretty yeah good. it got it got it got things going i mean so i guess at that time we would have been like
2: yeah we've been 19
0: 19? 20. Nine, yeah. Nine, yeah okay yeah so we are kind of like 19 at that point mm. yeah um and so yeah obviously we had definitely a priority to just have a little fun and uh yeah mm. And, and whatever, but yeah bas uh, so during it character it's
1: it character building' <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is
0: certainly and, and there was certainly a lot of uh characters and stuff involved uh when you when you're living in like in like a slum in <laughs> like oh, yeah. nineteen getting wasted anyway yeah. um uh yeah, so the the main productive thing I think we did <laughs> from that is that we obviously kind of like got our songs together a bit more and we Practiced a lot and we kind of refined parts together. Uh, and then we, uh, with our friend Marcel, we made demos, right? Was, yeah. We, made, we <laughs> made demos of those four songs. I think. Yeah. So, as you said, I had the four track recorder. That's yeah. what I used for years, like as a teenager and stuff. Um, but, but yeah, obviously, like Marcel, he actually knew how to use Pro Tools and, uh, you know, uh, it was actually like a good um sound engineer so uh so we went with him to uh do some demos i think we gave him a bit of money
2: yeah and i'm you know i I might be mistaken but i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure we we bought my new bass or we went to go and get it Ah. like even it could have even been the day before we recorded with marcel or, or like the week before but i feel like it it was like that friday we met up i bought a precision bass, um, and then the next day we went and recorded with Marcel or, or something. I don't know, my, my, memory, my memory might be a little bit blood, but like, it, it, yeah. I yeah, I bought the new bass to record those tracks, and um, yeah, then that and was then like, get that, that, going Yeah, it felt like was I
0: became, it uh, then? <laughs> I yeah, know. no,
2: I think it was Flavor Nurse. I think we had decided on that, and we never had you know, any other names, but but yeah. like. Yeah,
0: it's definitely still early days at this point. I mean, even in terms of like you mentioned about the lyrics and stuff that we were writing. I when you said that we we're talking about kind of love is the reason lyrics, they were actually uh, really cool lyrics, I think. But but one thing that we kept, I mean, we were we've always been evolving really a lot. We were always kind of um, reassessing the situation, and and so even those, you know, we're talking about kicking around and. Love is the Reason, we recorded those demos back in 2015, I guess. Mm. Um, but they were quite different versions of the tracks, I suppose. Like the the core essence was there. Uh especially Love is the Reason, the the instrumental is more or less the same, but we did end up rewriting lyrics and things. Um a lot along the way. But yeah, I mean, so that that was the next step, really. So 2015, we recorded some demos. And I actually remember the original idea was like, um, like you were gonna play bass and I was gonna play guitar.
1: Yeah, you know, I was
0: really just kind of focused on playing guitar. I didn't want to sing. It um, was a long time
2: until you. Kind
0: yeah, of- that was maybe one of the biggest things that held us back, really, because we actually spent a load of time. We were like, okay, we'll make those demos hmm. and we'll use them to try and put a band together. You know, we'll yeah. we'll get other members and we'll get a singer. Um, and it was obviously difficult to get. Other members, um, but but yeah, kind of impossible to,
1: yeah, to it, yeah. yeah. And, it, and, it, and
2: in high insight, you know, we were, I mean, we were quite sort of shy, like, we weren't ready to kind of come yeah. out and, and show anyone anything until we kind of had what we thought was the full package. So, yeah, I mean, in high insight, like, you know, if we were doing it again now with everything that I know, I, you know, we probably could have got ourselves out there more in terms of like um sure you know just in terms of like trying to suggest any ideas for anyone like starting a band now if they were in the same situation as us where it's like say just a bass player and just a guitarist you know if you just get yourself out there and you know turn up at an open mic and just be like i'm looking for band members then that could have been something that we could have done that maybe might have changed things a bit for us but you know, we we sort of went our own way with it. No, um. I, I that's that's what that's worth uh, mentioning.
0: I appreciate you bringing it up. It, mm. It's absolutely true. I mean, and I I would definitely own it in myself in that, like, yeah, my approach was very much I was li- <laughs> living in in my head. You know, like trying to kind of, uh um, you know, I yeah, we wanted to make this vision we 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 spoke about. You know, Flavonous the idea of it was that it was kind of like our, our dream band, you know? And so inherently it was kind of uh uh difficult from the get-go because uh there was yeah, a sort of perfectionism involved, and as you say, we kind of shy. I at that time I was definitely um you know, quite anxious and stuff. So um yeah I didn't have the confidence to, to sing. like I, I sang in bands before, like when in one that we were a teenager and stuff, and eventually I kind of like had some bad experiences and got my confidence totally not, and really just uh, didn't want to sing again. Uh, but then uh, I sang on those demos because we had written lyrics and melodies, and we needed to, um, you know, have a representation of the songs there. And then we kind of got stuck, not able to find a singer or a band or whatever for ages. Yeah. Um, and then we just kind of got so used to listening to the songs with my voice on them that, you know, eventually it was kind of like couldn't imagine them any other way, you know. And yeah. It's just a case of me needing to kind of have the confidence to just do it. Hmm. Um and yeah, and I mean I perhaps that wouldn't have even happened like hadn't I not uh like had you to bounce off of in that way ultimately it would have been you that uh kind of gave me the confidence to
2: to go and do that you know yeah i mean i think i remember just kind of getting really frustrated with the the band search process it just you know i was getting really tired of sort of you know people being like oh, how's the band going man it'll be like yeah you know we're still still looking for members and you know i i think i remember just you know us talking and and I think even me at one point being like oh you know maybe maybe I should sit should sing or something and like you know I'm not I'm not really the world's greatest singer by any stretch but you know maybe that then inspired you to be like well you know I I can actually sing so like maybe it's time for me to to you know for you to get back into it and give it another go and um yeah well you know we were all well we were in all, the all end we both we're
0: both singing though. <laughs> Uh we both sang on the stage. We do, yeah. Yeah, both sang on on stage, both sang yeah. So okay, so uh so yeah, all right. We uh, basically after I kind of getting over that, and I mean, you know, for me personally, like I guess I just had a lot of issues at the time and uh you know um needed to kind of overcome a load of shit, you know, just holding myself back in general. Um and uh and yeah, so the next stage was that, you know, um, well, well, we had this uh, opportunity where we lived together, right? Yeah. At, at your place. Yeah, my parents um, moved to Malaysia. Yeah, that that was
2: absolutely so, wicked. So that was a total, a total godsend. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was so, sick, to be fair. I mean, we had a f- decent, pretty big detached house to ourselves that we could make as much noise in as we wanted and yeah man. yeah i mean it it was so good i mean obviously you know you had you went through your own journey there as well um and for me it was just like it, yeah, it was just wicked to like you know live with your live with your best mate and you know work on music the whole time yeah that, so good. that was
0: it that, that, and that's what it was so i mean we decided that uh yeah we just really wanted uh focus on that so once um we moved once well once i moved in um we set up our own kind of crude little yeah. recording setup. I mean, yeah i mean um, we had no
2: money so uh, you know yeah, yeah, yeah what we had was like yeah. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure it was like you know the the the, the focus right likes like you know begin a whatever, yep. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, like some some really shit laptop that like yeah it could just about run like my parents didn't it. want any more or something and then there was like you know we, we got pretty good at setting it up for karaoke as well where we like <laughs> <laughs> we ran it all back out through a little bass amp so we could bass like it. do little sing songs and stuff like that but yeah you, a little crude setup um all, was, all sort of projected onto the like tv the, so we could sit oh, in yeah, the was, living sit, the
1: TV, yeah. yeah
2: so we could sit in the living room i mean it was not good for your back like because no, we were mostly sitting on the floor with the laptop, yeah, just like floor cushions. <laughs> on a little. Yeah. T- but yeah, it, it it we we well, you made the first, um, well not the, the first sort of three demos, I'd say of the next sort of like phase of Flaviness, yeah. which was really cool, and that's when you started really, you know, giving the whole production thing a go, and so that in itself was like a massive transition, like
0: yeah, well, yeah, it was it was a huge thing for me, um. Yeah, so, I mean, ha- because we'd record- had that experience recording with Marcel, uh, mm. and he was a cool dude, a talented dude, and um, I remember, actually, uh, I mentioned about him using Pro Tools, but I think that it was him that, he was uh, actually, he used Reaper. He used yeah, he uh, Pro Tools and Reaper, and, and he <clears throat> praised Reaper a lot, and mm. uh, told us about it, and the fact that you can you know get it for free. Uh you can install it at least and set it up. And um and yeah, and obviously we got to just kind of sit on his shoulder and watch him kind of put together the demos we were working on with him. So um definitely having had that experience, I kind of felt like I could uh give that a go, you know, properly myself. And, you know, instead of just trying to uh compress loads of tracks. On top of each other in this little four-track recorder, I'd grown up. With. Another thing, like,
2: yeah, the the four-track recorder yeah. as well was very unforgiving. Like <laughs> you couldn't really fuck up, otherwise you'd have to start again. I like, know you, you couldn't, and there's no, there's <laughs> nothing to look at. There's no and reference. Punch-ins, they're just like. But yeah. the worst thing was programming drums on that thing. Like I don't I, even
0: I, man. When I think about it now, I don't even know how I made it. Uh, no man, <laughs> it was like so that. hard.
2: Like it was. It, it was, was
0: so, so it was like a it was a digital four-track. Recorder, it was a great not, thing. Not analog.
2: Yeah, But boss, uh, micro so, BR it was, was wasn't it? Yeah,
0: but that that's just of a of a certain generation because you know yeah. all the older people will say about analog recorders.
2: Yeah, know? we had little and mini it, all the modern people talk
0: about computers. But yeah, we kind of just got that weird in between yeah. slot where I had a digital four track recorder.
2: Yeah, it, it was cool. I mean, it. we both had one, and then yeah, we but, both had know, one. Yeah, and um,
0: it was a result because I broke mine or lost it or whatever. And
2: yeah. And I've no. still got it. I've still got my one, really? wow. probably, probably with an SD card that has maybe some stuff on Old it. I don't stuff. know. Wow. <laughs> Who knows?
0: I don't even know where those original demos are. Like, I, I, I don't know if they're still in existence. I, I don't think but, I have
2: them. Those ones know. we did with Marcel. But well, the, the the laptop that had everything on it kind of um didn't it get a bit like, like
0: you know, oh yeah, it did there was a bunch of files got deleted from it. Just, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, but it uh, happened. Um. But, but yeah, exactly, so this at this point, 2016, we're in at your place, we have this crude little setup, and I'm basically just sitting there all day every day making flavorness stuff, mm. like working on writing songs and making putting uh some productions together and you know kind of learning how to kind of produce that and mix it to some basic level
2: yeah, and I, and, I, and I just go to work and we just messaged the whole time and you'd be like sort of yeah. telling me what you were doing and stuff and I'd just be like okay okay and then as soon as I get home it was like cool let's like this now I'm going to come back and do the band thing as well uh, yeah, yeah, know, yeah I used to be really excited to just sort of like get home and just
0: so that be was in it. Band. that was that was cool and and then because we started to kind of get some momentum going so from that point we were like all right we're going to you know make a, a presence on social media um mm. And, uh, you know, get a band together. And obviously the idea of getting a band together now was much simpler when it was a case of like, I'm going to sing the songs, you know, and we've got you and me here and we can write the songs and we can produce the songs and show everybody their parts. All we need is really a drummer and another guitarist. Um, and at that point we could kind of call favors because we knew people and, and Marcel, um, who had would produced the tracks with, he kind of just just did us a turn, really, and
2: he already knew um, some of those tracks. And he's yeah. a great drummer. So he was like, you'd, okay you sort of stood in on guitar for him in the past as well, hadn't you? So
0: I did. Yeah, I guess I did like a little swap with him or something. Mm. I, played,
2: I played guitar for his band
0: on a, on a gig, and um, and so yeah, I guess I guess there was some kind of friendly uh, exchange there. The idea was just that, like, if we wanted to start doing a gig or whatever, he could. You know, fill in for drums for us, basically, not necessarily at any point kind of be an official member, but mm. uh he'd help us get started and so that was sweet and then uh and then, yeah, there was Lewis um who we called then to play guitar, who again was another friend from uh I was in a band with him as a teenager uh when we were like fifteen or something, and uh just you know really great guitarist, and he was available at that time and so uh I mean he ended up basically moving in as well for mm. summer or something and uh and ended up kind of being there throughout it too um so yeah, that was cool that that was like uh there started to be some buzz and some momentum. Do you remember the rehearsals that we would do at yeah <laughs> at it your house so like fun yeah, we yeah. just kind of set up the whole sort of living room area and uh plug everything in through the yeah, the speakers and we we, would, we, we we had the big mirror there yeah we <laughs> and did so we would yeah, literally yeah. kind of like perform yeah. to almost almost like in between being uh you know uh, a 10 year old girl singing into your hairbrush <laughs> yeah. and like you know playing an actual rock show
2: well you know the, the funny thing oh. is is we probably could i mean i've seen bands like actually do that live like when you know when we played gigs and stuff and there'll be like a band and it will be a, a bassist and like a guitarist guitarist singer and then the rest of their set is just run through the monitors and they've just got a backing track that they play to i mean we were doing that like but we just we just didn't really think that that was acceptable to like <laughs> turn up to a to a gig and and do something like that. i mean no you know we, yeah, we,
1: we
2: we we wanted the the band but yeah it was um it was very fun like just just jamming like that um just yeah you're right so we would basically
0: i'd basically just plug in the Tracks, the demos, the projects, and whatever, and just like isolate any of the parts that we were playing, like the bass and the guitar and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, yeah, just practice to that. And then, uh, and then, so yeah, we had a couple of like actual rehearsals in a room with Lewis and Marcel. Um, and then, and then we played our first shows. Uh, and so, yeah, I remember that, yeah, we had this kind of process where we'd kind of got a bunch of songs together i can't remember exactly how many but i i think i'm pretty sure we played like a 45 minute set on our first show uh, yeah i think we had about seven songs so maybe. yeah seven, we had right? we had some kind of decent batch going there yeah. and uh and for our first show we uh we organized it ourselves so um it, it was it was again it was like a venue that we, we knew that we'd played at when we were a teenager and we kind of thought that you know as our as our first show, and we've been kind of building up to this for a long time, we can kind of get all our friends and family and stuff to come. Mm. So we did that, and and got some other kind of friendly uh, musicians and stuff on um, as a part of it. And I mean, overall, that went down pretty well. We kind of uh, got a decent turnout at, at that place, and um, and played our first show there. And that was definitely a big uh, you know, stepping stone. Mm. Uh, I remember just feeling like absolutely smashed by that. Like, I was totally exhausted, man. <laughs> it was a tiring, sweaty gig, and there was a lot of people. In it room. was so, it was very, very hot. Yeah. In a basement. It was a yeah. really good gig. A really good first gig. Oh, yeah. It was a good start. Yeah. And, yeah. and so that's, that was us that, yeah, in 2016, when we we're like 20 or something. Mm. And, uh, and yeah. So, um, I would say that 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 was the whole kind of uh, first phase in in yeah. a, in a way. I don't know how many phases we want to break this into, but <laughs> yeah, that 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 was um, you know, the significant kind of beginnings to it all. Mm. Um, I I think as well, like another thing to maybe mention that we kind of can expand upon uh, in a bit but uh, also during this time when we were just like spending a lot of time being creative and um, kind of trying to like properly put this project together uh, we did start playing around with concepts and stuff early on and Mm. it took a little while until it evolved into like well definitely took a little while to evolve into what it is now Um, but I just remember like you know, we had this first phase in London, we started doing some stuff um but then, yeah, we kind of got blocked and I had all kinds of weird things going on in life, and I remember spending some time going abroad and trying to work things out or whatever, and try and kind of like get inspired about like what to write about and what this project should be uh and I remember that um I started coming up with this idea for a concept, kind of like a concept album, like a, a story. I remember I even made like a presentation or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember it. It was, yeah, it was some kind of document that like kind of went through the different chapters of the, of the story and the, the different songs that would play a part in that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and all our uh, early, early songs were sort of in this story. And and it never ended up in that way. It never like sort of fully manifested to um, adopting this concept, and we never made that concept out of them. But the kind, of, the ideas that were in it were very much like a uh, sort of prototype, you know, for what would later become um, ideas that we would use for the Love mm. Um So we didn't we didn't use like stage names and stuff at that point um and it also wasn't really particularly like sort of uh fantasy themed or anything it was uh it was i remember that we had these concepts of like um you know the this guy and um like the syndicates and Mm -hmm. stuff and i remember that there was essentially this um unique being i think it was like an ai Type being, it was a woman that was called Faye, I think, and uh, and but like she had some sort of uh, property, as if like her mind could create universes. It was pretty like far out, but the idea was that when the character met met Faye and like um, sort of connected to her, he was able to sort of like go into her mind and go into this entirely alternative. alternate reality um it was something pretty far out like that but
2: uh
0: but yeah it's 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 just funny or interesting to think about now that that was very much kind of like a just a rough um sort of starting point for uh our kind of foray into yeah playing with concepts and stuff but Hmm. um anyway uh yeah. So I, I guess really, yeah, that that kind of stuff was more just sort of creatively in the background whilst we were writing and and, and played up our gigs and stuff. Um, the next big step was uh, the 2017 era. Yeah. And uh, obviously, your parents um, came back uh, from Malaysia
2: and took their house back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They didn't need us to house it anymore.
0: Yeah. So. Um,
2: so yeah. So, meant- yeah. Next step was, was moving in to
0: what? Well, yeah, we were, you know, by that point we'd kind of got a taste for it, and we'd got some momentum going, and it's like, okay, uh, you know, let let's keep this up. Let's, you know, uh, let's get another place, and and so we got a place, sort of not not too far away from um, where yours was, which is sort of like uh, sort of just outside of London, like uh, uh, on to the north. Yeah, I mean, um, you
1: can
2: still use your Oyster card to get there. So, yeah, it was it was about as far far as we could, um, you know. The, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we as we closed, could afford it. Ends. We could afford it, and we could get into town on our Oyster card. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, that,
2: yeah. That, so, you know that that ticked the box.
0: That that was it. So so yeah, I just uh got like some job whatever whatever job that i could find so we could uh pay rent on the place uh and you had your job and yeah and and so then we got uh we rented a place together um and uh and yeah at that time i remember thinking like uh okay we really had to level things up now like we really had to take things seriously and we've had a kind of taste of like, all right finally after all this time we've got a band together And you know we've kind of got an idea of our music and our songs and stuff now, but yeah, now it was time to really get stuck into you know trying to make it as a
2: band and uh, yeah, and finding a finding a solid lineup as well because you know by the the time we'd moved in, you know we we, we, it was kind of back to us two really. It's true, yeah. We we'd uh, kind of used our
0: favors up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. um,
0: So yeah, to really kind of um take things to the next level we needed to form a more solid lineup for sure but yeah at this point we were definitely like um i was gonna say that we were a lot more on it i mean uh it was definitely still a very chaotic time <laughs> yeah. but but we were but we were uh proactive we or you know definitely active <laughs> Yeah. You know, I, I, at this point i definitely stopped sort of like uh living in my head and hiding away from the world and yeah
2: and and, you know we were able to I think those first couple of gigs really gave us a presence as well you know people a lot of people saw that people saw that we were in a band and especially you know on on your side of things a lot of the people that you had been in contact all those years ago especially you know going to you know the music college and stuff you had a lot of contacts that I think you know, saw that you actually had a legit band that had done a couple of gigs. We had, like, photographs and stuff of us and video footage of us performing, which we just kind of put out there. And, um, you know, when it came round again for us to start advertising for, you know, yet more musicians, there was actually a pretty good response. And, you know, Mm. people were responding to it. And, you know, that was kind of when max and oscar walked in through the door and you know mm-hmm. they, they well you you reached out to max didn't you and oscar reached out to you oh i think that's that's happened.
0: true oscar reached out to me yeah i, I uh yeah
2: oscar was like a I hey a man reason. don't know if you still need a drummer but oh, because no, because he came to that gig that that was just crazy he, he yeah. came, he came, to, came the... to the first gig that we did yeah yeah but we didn't know he was there because didn't he we like didn't... come in watch it and then he had to go, which is like so classic i, know, I oscar. saw i
0: saw him oh, you did was, see him. when i okay. was there the, the the thing was that um so I went to uh, music school with oscar hmm. uh i just just uh went in there for a year and um and yeah i hadn't seen him since then, I think, but we kind of uh we knew each other then we kind of um it's a bit of music together when, at the time, but it didn't really go anywhere. Uh, but what it was is the band that we got to support us at our first gig. Um, I think it was Fangpools at the, at the oh, time. I don't know if they're yeah, still together. Yeah, you know, but that's what um, Dave, Dave and Shane uh, that were also two guys that both Oscar and I went to um, music school with. And, and so Oscar was like really good friends with them like and had been like in touch with them a lot more so the fact that they were playing the gig with us like i think that he predominantly went there to support him yeah them basically or uh may have known that i was playing as well maybe they mentioned it to him i'm not too sure all i remember is like i was like oscar just turned up at our first ever gig uh and yeah i was super surprised to see him i hadn't seen him in years and it was really cool to see him there but yeah then what it was is uh when max joined the band uh in 2017 uh who was another guy that uh you know was in our class back then um and max is uh super sort of rock rock dude Yeah. yeah um and so yeah he was a cool rock guy in in london and uh so i thought okay yeah he could he could uh bit the part, great. Um, got in contact with him, and he was he was up for it. Uh, and I remember we took some pictures around our house uh, one day with Max, with the three of us, and we perhaps posted something about how uh, Max was in the band now. And uh, yeah, and then Oscar saw that, mm-hmm. and so then Oscar got in touch with me, like, wow, that's so cool that you got Max in the band, and you know that's wicked. Like, if you guys need a drummer. Like just let me know, and I'm like, well, we literally need a drummer. So, <laughs> like, do you want to do you want to yeah. come around and see how it goes? Uh, <laughs> it
2: and, was, uh, yeah, that was pretty mad. I mean, we, we we got some humor out of that as well because it was kind of like, um, you know, you were like, oh, I was like, uh, send him something. You know, send you did, yeah, could you just send us like a clip of you like jamming something out on the drums? You know, and like, yeah, we we, I mean, he he admitted to how much that stressed him out because like he like had his shitty phone or whatever it was like, and you know, he'd obviously like got to the drum kit and, and man, there was, what was it? He, he had to record it through something. That was it. He recorded it on his phone. And then in order to like send it to us, like he He had to to then play it, record it on another thing. And like, and then send us this, this, and like some ridiculously convoluted way. He had to send, I think he had to send us like a video of the video that he'd taken. Yeah. It was basically, we got this thing and it was like this moment as well where, you know, he sent you a message and been like, right, I've got you, I've sent you this thing, like, blah, blah, blah. And like, I got home from work and you were like, I've got, I've got, I've got Oscars. Let's call it an audition tape. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um
2: you know we were like sitting down we were like oh get ready you know did a, did our little rituals and stuff to like get ready to listen to this um this thing and um yeah like total piece of shit like you no can, wait you can i, I hear just
0: go yeah can i just go it wasn't that it was that he was
2: no <laughs> shit, like, no no no, was, not, not, no, it, no, the, no. The, the quality the fact that we couldn't it's hear just, anything
0: all, all you see is him like you know, and this is, I remember it was very blurry and pixelated, but I suppose, you know, whatever, like just saw him and he goes and sits at the drums and that's all good. And yeah, then, yeah the moment he started playing, it's just noise. It's like, just, yeah, just noise. You can't, yeah, make, anything. Anything. You can't yeah. make anything out of whatsoever. Yeah,
2: so we're sitting there and we're like, I think it's good. And you're And you're kind of like, you're like, to be fair, Oscar was always a really great drummer. Like, I don't, yeah. there's no reason that he's not going to be a great drummer anymore. And it was even, just always like you even, I can... yeah, you oh. even said to me at that point, you were like, "There's only one thing about Oscar, and that's that he doesn't do dynamics. You know, yeah. it's it's one it's one level." He and plays you, you as said as that he the te- as yeah. hardest you could possibly <laughs> play. And um, to be honest, man, I wouldn't change anything. Like
1: it, it oh, gave no. us,
2: it gave us. Uh, a totally new sort of like element to our sound and every gig we ever played someone would always come up to us and just be like because he because he would always dash after the after every gig you know he would be gone (laughs) like it would be like oh you you know off the stage and he'd still be covered in sweat and in his pants and he'd just be like anyway see you see your rehearsals guys i I gotta go and um you know people come up to us and be like oh you know your drum amount where is like He's awesome. Like he's so awesome, and like everyone yeah, always, always loved what Oscar just because did. he had mad energy. Like that—that so
0: that was it. It's like he always had to take all his clothes off. I mean, as you said, he'd normally be like in his boxers or whatever. Yeah. Just because, like, yeah, he just he just hit the drums with a hundred and fifty percent.
2: Like, yeah, and and it so broke he just so buckets, much equipment. Man.
0: Oh, Broke some,
2: and he had to have everything. like ten sets of sticks with him because he would get through like no joke, but he would break like six sticks like per every
0: set. every rehearsal and
2: yeah, He'd every every break show, pedals yeah. like everything. Like it was we, actually well, yeah. it
0: took a while before we just like managed to put together equipment that like could actually hold up. Yeah, like Oscar playing it. Like yeah, yeah he probably went through quite a few bass pedals before.
2: Well, we by by the end, probably, I. Yeah. I I remember sort of like one of the later gigs that we played, like one of the last gigs that we played and um, I I was helping him out with his equipment, like to get it all set up or whatever. And i just grabbed his snare. Uh, He bought this snare, like it was brand new. Like he bought it when he started playing with us in the band. And like, I, you know, a few years later, we're playing like one of our last shows and I've picked this thing up and I've been like, Holy shit, man. Like, this thing is like completely rusted because all of your all of his sweat from playing had yeah. just like started to decay this snare drum, like to the point where there was, was just a rust everywhere. And like he never cleaned anything, or ever like no. it, it, it would just get chucked in the back of his car. And, um, and I guess he'd dig it out again whenever we played a gig. And but yeah, just the state of this snare drum, man. It was it's just hilarious. Yeah.
0: It was the state of everything, man. He would crack the cymbals and as you say, like just so many broken sticks all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was just a beast. Like yeah, a total, total beast. beast. And, total and so beast. that was it. As you said, like even from from the start, I just remembered even in uh even in music school, like he was always a cool guy. And yeah, he always played drums well. It was just the teachers and stuff we're just always saying like you know dial it back like (laughs) you would just hit it so hard and and just like so loud
2: and and and, Uh, you know and we we kind of wanted to have that I mean we'd written songs with ideas for them to be a bit bit more dynamic but like we we had to really change all of that and you know as soon as we say to him like yeah you know Maybe you could even get some brushes for this bit, like we, you know, oh, we kind yeah. of imagine no this way. bit being played with brushes, and it was <laughs> just like,
0: well, Marcel
2: played nah. it with brushes.
0: Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, Marcel's like... a
2: good boy, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, compared yeah, to no. Oscar, man, Oscar I'm wasn't mean. having that. I have a fair place with him. I mean, like, I wouldn't. No, really he, man, brushes. he
0: was literally like they they talk about like a caveman drummer. I mean, yeah, I don't think it gets more caveman I mean. than Oscar. Like yeah, totally. he is, he just gets on the kit and he's just like a beast that just slams it as hard as he can yeah and, and yeah as you say man it, it's fantastic because it just gave character to our music
2: it became a part oh it of sounds sound. so good on the album as well like i yeah. mean the my my favorite parts really is a, a lot of it is the, just the character in the drumming and how yeah. well that was captured like yeah what a drummer What, a drummer.
0: yeah 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 so yeah fair, fair play to, to oscar um so okay Alright, so yeah, we got that band together and uh yeah, we had Oscar, we had Max for, for a time. Um we were playing uh a lot then after that. Like the momentum kind of started, it felt
2: felt Man, like we, we were rehearsing,
1: rehearsing so much.
2: Yeah, yeah. Playing a lot, like sometimes two gig two gigs a week, two rehearsals a week. Like yeah. yeah, we really went for it. We were going hard on it, to be fair. Especially
0: in London, yeah, we were yeah, we were out there uh yeah, all the time. Uh, Two thousand
2: seventeen was a very busy year. Like yeah, we, we did a lot of gigs. We, uh, yeah. So so good.
0: that was that was pretty much like and at at this same time, so when we'd got this place together, when we were getting the uh this flavor nurse lineup together and um getting active and stuff, that's also when we founded Love Anarchy. Um and I think that You know, perhaps on another episode, we can go a bit more into, uh, you know, Love Anarchy and and the Love Anniverse stuff. Um, But yeah, just to kind of tie it in with the timeline, like I I just remember the main thing there was that we were thinking like, we need to, you know, uh, be kind of more in control of this situation in terms of like, if we want to make a name for ourselves, you know, um, we got to kind of think of this as a business. Yeah even though we were like so clueless man we were we were completely clueless i remember that we just kind of all got each other sort of uh pumped up about it jacked up yeah and you know there was a few other people involved and stuff uh, as well yeah a lot of a lot of
2: ideas floating around everyone wanting to pitch in in some way but kind of like no one really ever being able to cut through the noise it was you know imagine like imagine like 10 people in a room with loads of cool ideas just sort of like shouting them at the top of their voice (laughs) and then that being like you know that's a business you know that's kind of what it was that was
0: how it started uh,
2: realistically uh, yeah, what, totally. what the business did for us then was it incentivized us to to start putting on our own shows and yeah to, to to you know all the bands that you would kind of pick up from going out and socializing and meeting people and even bands that we we were on you know we were on lineups with you know we would then be like yeah you know maybe we put on our own gigs and um
1: know, yeah,
2: do that it was better than playing for you know um you know promoters and playing really small venues we could get you know bands that we knew and really promote to a specific audience of followers that we knew that that would come and see us and doing it that way it meant that we did end up having quite a few gigs that had some really good turnouts that's Um, true
0: yeah no no i i 100 agree i think that as you say, Love Anarchy, it became more of a device for, well, the two things like, yeah, we promoted our own shows. Not that, you know, we necessarily did that in a strictly kind of business way, but mm, um, yeah. it it just gave us a name. It gave us something to put there that wasn't just like nurse, because Flavonus was our band, mm-hmm. and the idea was that it would be a bit more sort of collaborative than that, that there was a bigger picture and that we could include a whole bunch of bands. As you say, like um you know we create we put on shows and, and and kind of do things with other bands that we'd find so yeah we wouldn't want to put all of that under play the and uh and so yeah love anarchy was really kind of our device for that and yeah really for a while it was really more just kind of like our community that we were creating of mm-hmm. bands and artists and i don't know just people that tagged
2: along
1: <laughs> yeah I, a lot of crazy t- characters in terms of like crazy characters <laughs> and
2: tagging along we need to mention the fact that um like Grundle Bumpus was pretty much always there so yeah, yeah. we hadn't mentioned incredible. that but like yeah so like yeah he was Rob. the fifth, fifth <laughs> member of the band Rob, yeah Rob,
0: yeah. Rob our friend Robert Darlington <laughs> yeah. yeah but Grundle everybody knew him as Grundle yeah and um and yeah, that's that's just where like I mean, I think I said this before at one point, but um, but like yeah, I think the Grundle character existed even before any of the Levanova stuff, really. Yeah. Like Well, I just remember kind of, first. Yeah, I I do remember Grundle. It was some party out. or something that. Yeah, we something. were hanging
2: out. We were hanging out, and you know, we were doing stupid stuff, and um. <laughs> I think we, all, we were just trying to make each other laugh with like some really funny like characters that we'd all come up with and like he went first and sorry he came in last like it was the last one to go we were all just like already in like such a silly mood and he comes in uh-huh. grundle bumfist and like starts doing some weird like I don't know I can't even remember what he was doing back let's then let's not
0: but, go into too much detail yeah but <laughs> it was just
2: the birth of this hilarious character and um yeah, he was and even at our. He's even on video at our first ever gig, first ever show, and he's just at the front. And like all you can see is his hair. Like that was that you know? was it. Yeah. So, so from this first, he's always been a gig. big, yeah. big main character of our shows. Man, even that when was he it. Wasn't it was, Rundle. was bundle.
0: But you know, it was the fact that it was the love is the reason guitar solo.
1: Yeah, uh, Rundle in in,
0: the, in our original footage of our first ever show. It was when I was playing that guitar solo, and that he, was kind of almost like my big guitar yeah, solo. He, and he just yeah. goes in front of the camera and does such epic headbanging throughout the entire solo yeah. that it just takes up like the whole view. He just kind of almost steals the show of, of the footage. Yeah. And so ever since that moment, like, yeah, he was he was always kind of like a part of that show. And so when it came to the shows in 2017 with, with the lineup, um going forward uh like yeah we actually sort of put grundle in mm. the show um and yeah he was like at, as well like at that time so you know we talk about making love anarchy and lots of people in a room shouting crazy ideas together and during that kind of time that's when we sort of really uh you know put together this kind of whole Love idea mm. um the that, yeah, we just started kind of like playing around with stories and stuff, and some of it was even picked up out of stuff just over the years from Yumi and Rob or whatever growing up. Um, stuff like Grundle, um, but yeah, we basically created all our own characters, um, and such. And so I had Gaius, and you were Cibias and uh, and yeah, the idea was that like all the Flavor members we were all kind of characters and had, and had names, but then Grundle was sort of also a part of that. Even though he wasn't technically like a Flavonous band member, but we kind of came up with this whole elaborate backstory where like, well, Grundle is like, you know, he's in like Black Tongue Bow or whatever and he has his yeah. own like
2: spaceship. <laughs> yeah. And and you know, even I mean, Grundle was just so useful to have as well i mean you know he was a fifth member justin you know we were always so ambitious with what we wanted in a live show and yeah. uh, you know we we wanted theatrics and stuff like that and you know obviously we're concentrating playing we're trying to be as theatrical as possible and like you know moving around stage and stuff but you know grundle definitely helped us have this extra element of you know he would have props and he would do things on stage that people would just be drawn to and it and um yeah, yeah he gave us that theatrical edge which you know we were always we always wanted in a, in a band we wanted to be you know we wanted to be pure entertainment and that's yeah what he,
0: he you're right he he just really added that uh wild card yeah aspect to our show we we were already we were very like flamboyant we were yeah like you know from especially from well even from the start from the first shows we were wearing like i was wearing like glitter makeup and stuff but but like especially 2017 when we kind of hit the ground running like yeah i mean we were well all we always had crazy makeup and stuff but crazy costumes and you know all the kind of glam stuff and it was like it was glam like with sequins and feathers and all of that stuff. But it was also, I don't know, we'd mix all kinds of crazy elements. It was just it was all just of meant our to favorite be... things, <laughs> <laughs> which Literally, we had yeah. so many of. Like... And that was, fla- that was what uh, Flavor Nurse came from in a way as well, was just that, uh, yeah, we were just trying to mix all, <laughs> all our yep. favorite things together. We couldn't really decide. And that's why it was Flavor Nurse. It was like yep. a name that's like, you know, all the different flavors and all the different kind of spectrum of colors. Um, And so, uh, so yeah, it was already pretty kind of flamboyant and outlandish and kind of theatrical and larger than life. Um, you know, we would turn people's heads like just with that, you know, and, uh, and people would, you know, talk about us being like photogenic or standing out. But yeah, but Grundle took things to another level for Mm -hmm. sure. Like uh, we got some pretty, uh. Funny comments <laughs> about Grundle and, yeah. and stuff like that. But, uh, people just would not know how to react to him sometimes. And he he was kind of like a, our hype man at some of the shows. I mean, as you said, we had him doing different antics, um,
2: smoke machines like smoke, that was yeah well, you know awesome like yeah, yeah you know, strobe lights yeah it may so, yeah he would just do whatever it, you know whatever he he could. I mean, he had the little camera sometimes that he'd go around filming little bits Grundle bits yeah you know, yeah that was a bit of entertainment little, little when gun, we would yeah. sort of like discover these hidden files on like an old laptop and be like oh hey, well, what's this and it would just be footage of of grundle like filming like uh oscar's balls falling out of his boxes like <laughs> you know mid-show and stuff like that it would yeah just, just yeah
1: funny stuff
0: yeah yeah he would uh yeah uh yeah. Anyway, I suppose uh, we we should move on. Um, yeah. 20, yeah. So 2017. Yeah, we were definitely pretty um, active throughout that time. Um, God, there's there's all sorts to it. I suppose like, we, there's we loads, loads, of loads of stories. I mean, we we could probably get into plenty of stories. Yeah. That I mean, that probably was like mean, one of.
2: Yeah, that was definitely one of the most sort of like. There's a lot of anecdotes from that time, which will have yeah. to just be covered at other points.
0: I, I would I would call it like 2017, 2018 during that time, especially 2017 when we were living together in that house. Yeah. Um. And but yeah, 2018 it carried on with all the live shows and stuff. I think. I mean, the main change with Flavor Nurse was, um, uh, see Max left the band, and yeah, we replaced him with Anthony.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Oh, or the Raven. Yeah. Uh, and you know we we started yeah,
2: nice. um you know we started really honing in on our sound as well then you know um we you know brought in a, a track a backing track that you'd worked on started doing. So
0: that was it 2017 2018 that was the main yeah the main difference was we kind of we played loads of gigs and we were super active for a while we got a lot of momentum and then towards the end of the year we kind of just pulled back and reevaluated uh yeah swapped out Remember, we got Anthony and the band. Yeah, and we Uh, we recorded. We started recording our first song. Yes, side effects. So we we went into recording studio, like properly for the first for the first time. Like, you know, even all the stuff that we I'd done before, it was always intended to be demos. So this was the first time that we were really like, okay, we're going to record music to release as a band. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah uh we started doing that and then well we we did some session we did session in a recording studio that was a fantastic studio uh in the docklands um but then ultimately we took like all of the stems from the session and like Anthony is also a uh recording engineer um um like producer as well so uh Ant- Anthony and I we kind of like uh, worked on that <laughs> For a, uh, a good while, um, yeah. like uh, on that production and uh, and on kind of mixing that song and stuff, like Anthony actually did the final mix and master for that track because um, I was still sort of uh, relatively early in my development for that. Um, but yeah, so he joined the band. Like he had actually already been our live sound engineer uh, for a while before that um not necessarily on every show but um but he had engineered quite a lot of flavorness shows Mm. in 2017 uh and he was like a good friend of ours he was always our house and uh in the entourage as it were so um so yeah it made sense for him to join the band he was already pretty close to the band um and then uh yeah then we really focused on um refining our sound recording the music but yeah exactly when we came back to rehearse for uh the next set of live shows uh post the release of the single uh yeah we we kind of wanted to tighten things up a lot or i I certainly (laughs) wanted to tighten up the ship a lot and bring in yeah a backing track um there was a couple of reasons for the backing track one was to get more um elaborate with the arrangements because i was definitely getting more ambitious with that and the other was just to like try and tame oscar somehow <laughs>
2: and it, did, it worked as well it, really it, it worked
0: well. really well just because the thing is like we've spoken obviously about his dynamics but like at the time he was yeah he was just so unpredictable to the point yeah. that like you know he would uh move tempo Significantly yeah. a lot as well, yeah.
2: yeah. And it, all it would really <laughs> take is for him to do kicking around, maybe you know, like yeah, three, four, maybe five BPM too fast, and it would just throw everything out. Man, and my like, bo- because it, I would it, have it to sing it was that was such a song, fast so song, loud, and it was so al- quick, yeah, and it was already yeah. difficult it to do that, song.
0: kill me. And, we, and yeah. we'd often put it like second in our set or something, yeah. And I would sing that song like way too fast and have my throat. Like gone for the rest of the yeah. <laughs> of the set, so yeah, so we I just yeah, we really kind of like put an effort in in refining things a lot um for that kind of uh i don't know let's say second half of you know live that era
1: mm-hmm.
0: um but yeah, i mean anthony uh Anthony had a great contribution to to
2: the band um, yeah
1: massive
2: massive contribution
1: um
2: yeah in so many ways i mean you know even with uh, you know just being able to like set our guitars up like you know he would literally take our guitars and just do a full-on setup
1: for us yeah and then we'd have like fresh
2: guitars ready to go uh, sound wise in flavorness like he's such a good guitarist oh Um, yeah he was kind of yeah sort of perfect
0: he would kind of play the parts with such
2: precision yeah 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 the only yeah, thing is we never really got him to like throw some back in vocals because Anthony is actually an incredible singer as well. But he was just a that's bit true. too shy.
0: He's so. kind of full of uh, he's full of talents, that yeah. guy, man. Like yeah, but he Yeah, he's definitely, you know, more reserved in, in that way. Um but yeah, he yeah, he was really passionate about playing I mean, still really is. Really passionate, yeah. You know, and and yeah, even before joining the band, he he was really passionate about what we were doing and he definitely um took it very kind of sincerely. Yeah. Joined the band and he really, you know, gave a, gave a lot to it and so Yeah,
2: he did. Yeah. It
0: was fantastic to have him in there and I think that yeah, the kind of definitive Flavor Nurse lineup will always feel like, you know, that one.
2: Oh like, yeah, uh, yeah, completely. The two
0: of us with Anthony and with Oscar. That that was, you know, we had kind of synergy with uh with that lineup. Um so and yeah, and obviously because we tightened things up in our in our sound and our show and we're kind of refining what we were about. Like, yeah, 2018 was um I well, we were a better band. <laughs> I would say 2017 yeah. was still a bit more wild and chaotic, but uh, we
2: were, we were tight we were getting in 2018. We, you know, we, we were tight. Um, we paid a lot of attention to how we were playing things. And, you know, we, we were kind of, cause we recorded side effects as well. I feel like we were starting to gear towards, you know, recording an album that was kind of in our sights at that point. So it became really important that we were, Performing our songs the way we intended them to sound, and the way we would have wanted them to actually have been produced you know if we ever went into a studio, so there was just a lot more attention to detail um at that point well that's
0: yeah that, that's where we were at uh at that time, but i I believe if I've got this correctly uh it was 2018 it was like in the summer, yeah we did actually start recording an album exactly yeah um. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was at the time that um, Bogdan reached out to us. And Bogdan, uh, as well, is just another super talented dude, like Molly talented, you know, um, musician himself, an artist. But again, another, you know, producer, sound engineer. And, yeah, we were, you know, in hindsight, we were definitely so, uh, you know, lucky. We were very uh, lucky, yeah. In, in a way, to have somebody like that reach out to us. Um, and, uh, and yeah, he basically was, uh, doing a master's degree in, um, some kind of sound engineering and, uh, in, in London, um, he was from Serbia, I believe. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, he basically was looking like he, he wanted to produce a a record. I think he was just looking for like an EP or something like five songs that he wanted to produce um with a band but the thing is this was his like end of year thing and this is what he'd been sort of like you know looking forward to the whole time he really wanted to work with um you know a a band that he really liked and uh you know to genuinely make a great record uh rather than you know just pass his test or whatever and so yeah i remember him telling me that he basically just like looked up all the bands that were on the camden rocks festival lineup because most of them you know are somewhat local to london um and yeah and and he found us and uh and and really liked what we were doing Hmm. um he was he's really into uh like uh kind of grunge and the sort of alternative rock stuff we had a lot of kind of crossover there so i think he liked that in our sound yeah. As well, even though, you know, they're a bit more a bit heavier and a bit more modern as well. I think that he has that kind of sensibility. Um, but also obviously it, he liked our kind of uh flamboyance too. It just differentiated us from the rest. Um so yeah, so he reached out to us and asked us if basically we wanted to record with him and that, you know, he wouldn't charge us anything basically and out we'd get like five songs out of it. Um and I remember at the time we just thought like, well, yeah, you know, what have what have we got to lose? Like we're at that point we've got side effects, we'd have
1: mm-hmm.
0: sort of most of an album together and then, you know, at that point we just need to uh maybe get a few more tracks together or whatever and finish our debut album. So, uh, so yeah, we just kind of jumped on it and started recording with Bogdan. Um, but to be honest, at this, at this time, like things were already sort of like, starting to kind of, um, unravel a little bit in the scenes. In terms of, like, we had good momentum for a while being like a band, like an upcoming band playing loads of gigs or whatever. But like, after doing that for a while, you know, I mean, I, me personally, like, I was definitely kind of
2: starting to get pretty jaded with it. Um I think as well, I mean, I mean, I think Oscar was definitely struggling with the commitment. I think he was really itching to sort of.
0: It's true. We to, all were in a way. You know, in our own yeah, ways.
2: we. I think we were, I think it was kind of that point where it was like, we put so much energy and we'd work so hard for such a long time. Yeah, we put a lot into it. And um, you know, it's just one of those things where it's kind of like I think that you either you know, you either really need to in- enjoy the moment and be willing to just, you know, go in and you know go into London play some gigs and enjoy that feeling and enjoy being on the stage and I th- I think you know we kind of almost had that approach where it was going to be like we're going to hit it really hard we're going to play as many gigs as possible and we're, we're going to just kind of you know level above that kind of pub club scene in London and you know get onto the next thing and you know start playing you know being you know a, a sort of a a bigger band as it were but yeah, um yeah, totally. you know th- the reality is is that it's just you have to kind of you got to enjoy the ride and i think the issue was that we were just getting more and more frustrated by the ride and um yeah. and i think you know oscar i think he, he you know he it was it was difficult for him to commit anyway like even even in the beginning he was always kind of doubting himself and feeling guilty about the fact that you know, he, you know, felt like he wanted to go and be elsewhere sometimes. And, um, you know, I just think that we, we kind of just, we we weren't that, that as good as that lineup was, it just, it wasn't going to sustain constant gigging in London and at pubs and stuff. And, you know, for, for that much longer. And we identified that and we kind of, we just tried to figure out a way to, to continue to sort of you know have a have a band that actually existed and you whilst also not trying to you know ruin the ruin the chemistry in doing so and um you know that's when we decided to kind of i guess take more of a sort of a a studio band approach rather than you know a, a physical sort of like touring band that kind mm-hmm. of was our our vision then
0: no. Yeah that was uh that was yeah that had been our kind of uh, primary focus for a while is like yeah our goal is to get to the next stage and be touring and yeah what not just put out albums and and be this band and yeah it's true as like it yeah it 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 was yeah uh not not seeming sustainable um yeah as you say like you you know you've got to do it for the love of it and um yeah enjoy the process and i can definitely say that yeah at that time i was uh i was not really enjoying the process i remember like feeling like uh i really started to just not enjoy uh playing the gigs just because like i mean i cared about them so much i was definitely like really passionate about them and i wanted to put like so much into them But yeah, I just always felt like it was so much investment and energy. It really was. So I mean, just but, like
2: you know, well, from the outset, we we really we did we didn't want to play in front of nobody. You know, that was kind of like a constant fear of ours that we, you know, we'd been to gigs, we'd been well, to that's friends' been gigs, a before. local band, you know, <laughs> and uh, yeah, exactly. And we had been we've done that. we had been to our friends' gigs and stuff, and we'd stood there and we'd we'd be like you know we know what it's like to kind of play and there just be like three guys in the audience or something and that was something that we just kind of like feared so much and you know before any gig we would be asking anyone everybody we had like and we'd be trying to promote it and get people to come and we always would end up with like at least like 20 people coming down to our gigs and that was just what how we had to have it i mean we yeah we we didn't really want it any other way and you know what it just meant that every gig even if it was just like this small gig at a pub in london you know with the the amount that we actually the amount of energy it took to actually get there perform uh you know we were already knackered by the time we got there because we'd been up all night trying to get people to cook you know commit to coming down and then you know once you've got in there and it yeah it was just a tiring experience and as,
0: as you say as well you've got to like drive or you got work the next day or whatever you know i mean by this yeah. point i was like completely sober mm. and, and so didn't... like it just wasn't a party you know yeah. that, and that was probably the big difference between and, this, and in, and in high racing,
2: insight right? as well like just to, uh, another bit of wisdom i guess for anyone kind of like doing that now and like you know there's you know the, going out and playing these gigs is it's, it's got to be something that if you want to do it for a long period of time you ha- you have to make it sustainable and like yeah you are just going to play some gigs where people don't turn up but you can't keep relying on the same people to come down to that same gig you know you've kind of you've got to pay your dues and you've got to play those gigs where no one's going to show up and then eventually you are going to develop a bigger and loyal fan base that will be willing to sort of like come out on a Wednesday, evening and come and see your show and you know it's just it's one of those things and like if you have the kind of mindset that we had which was like you know it's just going to be 2017 for example we're going to spend that and we're going to play gigs like multiple gigs every week and we It was like a nonstop party and, and we yeah, yeah and we're going to get loads of people down to every show and it's yeah. just going to be momentum 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 if you have that approach you will burn yourself out and i think it <laughs> I, I, th- I think you will. And like, if you want to, you, you know, if you want to make it sustainable, you know, and, and do the, do the gig thing, like you, you kind of have to be willing to just, you know, take it all in your stride, I guess. Mm-hmm. And not kind of like, not overdo it too early and then try and sort of maintain a standard that is just quite, quite difficult to, you know, to maintain. Um
0: so, Yeah. There, yeah there's some wisdom in that for sure I mean yeah I mean that's definitely our experience right and that was always my mindset you know yeah. go in go in 110 percent and you know, go crazy there, yeah. and then have a massive
2: burnout <laughs> yeah there's nothing that, there's there's nothing wrong with going in 110 percent but it's just you got to think of the long road and like yeah. you know fortunately for us like you know you kind of identified this different route that you you wanted to take and and that's worked out well for you but i'm just thinking like there might be other bands out there that that kind of mm. do want to do the the live circuit thing and i you okay. know i don't think there's anyth- anything wrong with that just you know make sure that you can 100%. keep it up because things aren't going to happen you know in the space of a few months it's, it's going to take you know you're gonna you got to grind it you know no it's matter which which route you like take you gotta you gotta grind
0: even and, even in our story man like you know we only really we' hitting that hard for a couple of years and yeah. that's yeah. still not enough to no. be honest you know no, it, you you shouldn't be expecting uh to to be super successful after a couple of years yeah. that. and
2: that's what i mean by like, you just got to enjoy the ride like you know you, you kind of you got to enjoy just going out there and playing music because that's, mm-hmm. that's you know that's what it's all about yeah
0: yeah yeah 100 percent. so um yeah, I mean, well, you said that we kind of like uh you know, it, it was not really working with us playing live, so kind of decided to become more of a studio band. Um There's definitely more <laughs> some some more to it than that. So I think, you know, perhaps we can kind of um delve a little bit into that and and then, you know, perhaps uh look to kind of uh close up. Um but, like, in terms of the kind of timeline, we got to this point that we were making music with Bogdan. Um, and I think, again, that was, like, a, another big sort of nail in the
1: coffin.
0: Uh, no, nail in the coffin for that era, I suppose. Like, it, it was another big turning point, especially, like, um, me. Because, yeah, at this point, man, like, I remember, yeah, I was all was burning out. <laughs> you know, I was really starting to feel burned out from... Um, everything that we were doing. I was really kind of jaded about it. And then Bogdan came in with this opportunity to record. And there was almost an element of like, uh, you know, um, this thing pops into my head of like having a baby to save the marriage (laughs) type situation that it almost felt like at the time, like, Oh, well maybe, you know, we can make a record and that's going to kind of like, you know, make, make it all work or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Like, at the, at anyway the thing is we just we couldn't really argue with the opportunity like um we knew that we wanted to record our music and stuff but it was expensive and um this and that so the fact that bogdan reached out to us kind of uh you know made us go and do that i suppose we just like you know didn't have a good enough reason not to um to do that i think so um so that got us going with um recording recording the record but that process definitely really um yeah really made me realize and rethink a, a lot of things um because as well like during all of this we were sort of like recalibrating um what we were working on and uh you know artistically how we were going about everything and like in terms of business and whatever, like how that was going to work. We were rethinking the whole thing. We were putting less priority on like being a gigging band. And at that point started to kind of go back to um, thinking about the other kind of ideas that we'd had. And obviously at that point there was the um that we had talked about before it had kind of come up, you know, gone up and down in terms of how much we were invested in that over the years. But, you know, there was a time that we were like, yeah, Lavannaverse, like, that's the thing that we should create. And then for the most part, through the band phase, we used the Lavannaverse. It was always a thing. There was always like our characters and stuff. Um, but But, yeah, eventually it kind of came to a point where I thought, like, that's actually what we should be focusing on um and uh and yeah it's because like previously i'd been like um like spending all this time going to gigs and whatever and you know i kind of got burned out from that and instead starting to kind of look at other places for inspiration and whatnot and yeah that really kind of pulled things on to um you know uh, that kind of time i said to you uh, and uh, and obviously Rob as well, that like, yeah, we should really start talking about the Lovanaverse more again. Um, and yeah, so recording with Bogdan, we were kind of mixed, we were in the middle of all of that. <laughs> and I remember just thinking like, what record are we trying to make here? And I just, I'm try- sitting there in the vocal booth thinking, like, I don't know how to communicate to Bogdan that like, this is meant to be like some sort of alien space opera, <laughs> you know. Mm. Like, how do I say make it sound more like that, <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> it just sounds like a total load of nonsense. Like, it's like okay, yeah. yeah, it's cool, but like, you know, can you can you make it like with more like magical? Yeah,
2: uh, uh, I guess you just <laughs> further highlighted your, you know, you're, you're just your you're kind of goals that you needed to achieve. Uh, um in just being able to have control over that process you know you um you know yeah how can you how can you articulate that to someone who's yeah not kind of on the the same page as we are with you know all this concept stuff and you know from then kind of having that experience working you know with with a with a producer and stuff like you kind of that was when you sort of decided that that's kind of what you needed to be doing.
0: Yeah, that's what I kind of realized at that stage um, because that's the thing, I like respected Bogdan so much mm. and still do to this day. Mm. I, I'm honestly a huge fan of Zero String, his uh, his project. The music he makes is amazing and the thing is as well like I would put somewhere sonically in a similar ballpark to Flavorness. Um So he did get it, you know, yeah. And and I thought that like the versions of our songs and stuff that he made, like you know, they they were great, and they had this great, you know, um, modern alternative kind of grunge-infused sound, and that is a part of our sound, for sure. They just didn't capture this um, extra quality that I had in mind for Flavor Nurse that I couldn't articulate. And, yeah, that process made me realize, like, okay, yeah, I, maybe I'm being a control freak here. Maybe I'm being a perfectionist here. But, like, it made me realize that, like, yeah my like that my vision extends to that you know the like in terms of my ideas of uh, what i want to create like the the production and the mix and everything is is a part of that whole thing and that meant that like i needed to actually be serious about becoming that like i needed to become a producer and i needed mm. to learn how to to mix and and do these things because i didn't even necessarily realize before that, that that's what i needed to do mm. you know um I kind of all just thought about the whole thing as like being an artist. Whereas, like, yeah, I realized after that experience, and especially because Bogdan was just like really on it. And obviously, he'd been studying to be an engineer like that. Like, I realized, like, shit, yeah, I need to, uh, I need to learn all of that stuff. You know, I need to equip myself with that. And obviously, with that in mind, that was just another big thing of like, well, Where's the time for all of this, like, gigging in, in, the, in, the, in the pubs and in the, in the clubs, you know? And so definitely, like, as we were moving more towards Levaniverse and things, like, like, again, I just, you know, was kind of, had such creative itches of wanting to do different kinds of music and work with different people on different stuff all the time. And so, yeah, I just realized, like, that's, that's more a more appropriate route to go basically if i learn how to produce and mix and can make records from scratch then we can kind of make these concepts these ideas these characters and then we can sort of um create that whole thing like um you know how how we sort of fully intend it to be so Hmm. um so yeah from that point on like uh i kind of got my head down with that and um and yeah like blaberness definitely started to kind of wind down on playing shows and stuff we made those recordings with bogdan and um you know at least he you know got uh you know his degree and everything so um you know it wasn't it wasn't wasted by any means but like we we just kind of put them on the shelf the recordings Mm -hmm. um for a while uh and yeah i mean kind of decided to sort of eventually close things up with flavorness i remember like for a while it was like you know we were gonna try and kind of like pull everything together again for another big push uh in 2019 or whatever and then i think we just decided like do you know what let's um you know, just focus our efforts here. Let's yeah. uh let's kind of close off this end of an era and um finish kind of playing these these shows and stuff that we've been doing for a while.
1: Mm.
0: And uh you're making everybody have to drive around, even though by this point we all lived totally like away from each other and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. you know. And so yeah, we just played like a couple of shows in twenty nineteen and kind of uh ended an era like that and um so yeah you know since then like there's kind of um the rest of the blanks in this journey with love anarchy and love Aniverse and how everything developed um cool. but yeah ultimately we got to like 2021 where it had been the plan obviously the whole time we we when we kind of closed flavor nurse off in 2019 it wasn't really meant to be like the end of the band
2: no it wasn't no it was it was
0: never going to be i mean no. like especially as we had it like we always had a vision for this and stuff we had just we had just refined this vision in a way that was like okay it's not going to be all about you like, live
2: gigs and stuff yeah. ex- exactly
0: but we still i mean we're super well, passionate the, 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 about yeah the music. thing is
2: is that we were we were you know, we, the Love Anniverse was always just, that was like the other project, you know? Yeah. And um, it was just kind of more of a case of us finally, you know, realising that the, that we had to just blend the two projects together and that you know, Flavorness was going to be more than just, you know, your kind of, your sort of, your touring pub band, you know, Mm. we, we wanted to be a, you know, a, a kind of a, a part of a bigger thing, a bigger project. Wanted um, to be, yeah.
0: The with with that brings in the us
2: Yeah. And um I guess yeah, that's kind of that's how things have been now for I guess since we played that last show. And um
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Well eventually, I mean I suppose the biggest thing in Flavio Nurse's trajectory like and story after that is that like um you know, in 2021, having like spent some time kind of getting things together, refining things, I spent you know a lot of time during that um, you know producing and mixing and mastering and getting better there and making other records. Um, so we kind of eventually got to a point where we're like, okay, we can we can actually finally put the nose record together. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, even during that process, there were multiple versions and attempts at Blaber nurse stuff and remixes. And so I mean, a lot of the Bulk band recording, uh it went into the final album. Mm. A lot of those tracks, all of the drums that Oscar recorded, um, and yeah, and, and a lot of it uh it went in there, but we just also sort of re-recorded some parts, added a load of extra stuff and um, I think I re-recorded all the vocals. Um, and yeah and yeah we just kind of built on top of those and added a couple more tracks and um and yeah spent time just producing and arranging and mixing that whole thing mm. and eventually got it to a point where after years and years i mean like it was 4 years from when we started those recordings with Bogdan and i mean literally like seven years or something since we first started flavor us and started writing like love is the reason and kicking around yeah you know we finally um put versions down on record that were like okay yeah these these are the songs that we've been trying to create <laughs> this whole this whole time and and this is the kind of culmination of all the different sort of directions that we've gone over the years like yeah this is the result of it
2: the, yeah uh, and uh, you're almost forgetting as well that we made a music video as well which oh i i did oh, man yeah. i feel like maybe we should just do a, an episode on the on the music video <laughs> uh, we
0: actually we yeah. actually should i i was thinking about that too yeah. i mean we, p- perhaps we can um you know i don't think we have time to go into that fully but the, yeah. ultimately it was it was the same kind of deal as the Bogdan recordings because we basically yeah. did it same kind of time we started mm. making the music video and again, we were always overly ambitious, so we had this idea to make like a movie of like music videos of all of the tracks from the yeah. album. We, how it's we, all gonna play like into we some? We should still
2: do that though, right?
0: Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a cool idea. It's just a, uh No, like, yeah, ever obviously, ambitious. Obviously, yeah. insane amount of work, especially considering we still plan to do the whole thing with no money.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: so we made one. DIY music video and man it was it was really cool like we were really creative with that and yeah spent you know little to nothing just being creative with like makeup and driving into the Lake District and whatever and um visiting the Druid's Temple and whatnot um and yeah it was all really cool but again it was the same thing and especially for me just being very like uh you know caught up in all in all the crap about like trying to work out what direction to take things in and whatnot you know we we did a rough cut of the video just like you know the mixes from bogdan's recordings and it was just kind of like like nah (laughs) like put it on the shelf (laughs) you know like i don't know what to do with that like i don't Mm want to release this it needs to be different somehow but i don't know how and and so it was the exact same thing basically it just that music video and the stuff we'd shot for it kind of stayed on the shelf uh, in the in the pile of flavorness stuff with with the Bogdan recordings and whatnot. And then, yeah, again, like, came back in 2021 when we were putting the album together. We were like, man, we need to use that video. We need to, <laughs> you know. Um, I think that, again, like, maybe I just had this perfectionist angle of, like, wanting to create something you know that would be so amazing and then i kind of thought that uh you know maybe more like animation and stuff would be the way to go but yeah man like we just never had those resources and i think that it was cool uh that we were just resourceful and made when and made a diy video like that and it's it's good fun you know like uh especially you guys dressed up um mm. in uh in the in the, the stogon costumes and makeup and stuff like it's cool and we had a fun time uh doing that and I man in the end I'm really happy with the video. You know, I think that by twenty twenty one I kinda relaxed a bit more and became a bit detached from uh you know I got some objectivity back on on Flavor Nurse. Mm. And uh yeah I think that uh I think that, that video is really fun. And uh and so we put that video out. We put the album out, yeah, and and that's it. Like Flavor is... seven years of work. It's actually people can actually see it. <laughs> that's it. People can see it. They can hear it. They can, you know, it, enjoy it. Hopefully, and um, yeah, you know, in the end, it's yeah, it's everything that it was meant to be, which is ultimately, you know, the pioneering act of the universe, Like, yeah, Flavor Nurse was sort of like, yeah, the thing that carried us away to that whole trajectory and um yeah it's it's the original love Anniverse band and the kind of start of everything that we we're doing and everything that we've created and yeah that's that's the journey i suppose
2: yeah man there we go from from uh you know jamming grunge songs in a small flat and hackney to uh releasing an album and a music video and starting up a love anniversary musical universe you know all of that man is this uh yeah hell of a journey
0: yeah yeah and and that's it. and you know we're still only just getting started but yeah. but yeah we definitely had a lot of crazy times um coming up as a band doing all those gigs and i'm sure that uh, in the future, we can get into more kind of crazy anecdotes and uh, funny stories from those times because yeah. there's a lot of them. There's
2: a lot, of, there's <laughs> a lot of content,
0: a lot of good stuff. <laughs> but yeah, but no, I suppose that that's a good as good a place as I need to leave it for, mm. uh, for today. So, uh, man, it's been great
2: having you on, like just for chatting. Yeah. With me
0: and reminiscing about Thanks this stuff.
2: It's good to catch up and stuff as well. Like, yeah, always, man. Yes.
0: Yeah. Thank you for listening to Creating a Universe. There was a lot to cover today regarding the topic of Flavor Nurse, and I hope you enjoyed listening. If there was anything in particular that stuck out to you, or anything you'd like to know more about, please do let us know, and we'd be happy to cover it in a future episode. As for now, be sure to check out Flavor Nurse. Debut album is available on all major platforms, and to purchase at loveanarchyrecords.com. Links will be in the show notes. And until next time, friends... Take care.